Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Welcome to the No Spin News, Monday, October 23rd, 2023. Stand up for your country. Well, we are in the merry-go-round news cycle. Israel Hamas, chaos in the Republican Party. Day after day after day. I don't know. I can't watch it. I don't learn anything from it. It's the same stuff, just repackaged. But tonight we are going to advance both of those stories and more. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So over the weekend, uh, an old friend of mine came into town. Big Biden guy, loves Joe. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. He's an American. He can support who he wants. Um, But I was curious, as I always am. Now, most of the time, I don't engage at this level because it's not fair. I do this for a living. And, you know, am I going to beat up people who have a different opinion than I do and you know, it's not right. But here, I've known this guy since I'm six years old, so, you know, I can do what I want. Anyway, I said, okay, uh, let's analyze uh, Joe Biden, President Biden, and we'll do it in a fair way, and we'll do it in a very factual way. All right, so uh, you're a working class guy. Um, Since Joe Biden's been in office, um, prices have increased across the board 17%. Many nods. And I go, did you know when Donald Trump left office, inflation is 1.4%. Now, with the mention of Donald Trump's name, there was a little stiffening of the shoulders. Okay. But that fact is true. And I said, you know, average family of four in this country is paying $15,000 more for necessities than it did when Trump was president three years ago. $15,000 is a lot of money because your salary has not gone up that much. Chances are. All right, gasoline prices are up 53% under Joe Biden. 
53%. I mean, just sucking the money out of the household. So now he, he, he can't deny any of that. All right, it's all true. So he's kind of waiting. And then I go, you like the wide open border? Oh, oh, oh everybody should have a chance. And, you know. So he doesn't, he doesn't mind a wide open border. Doesn't mind it. All right. I mean, it's costing the taxpayer billions of dollars to take care of millions of people who are here. And the last year in uh, Trump's term with the Remain in Mexico policy, uh, border crossings were cut 75%. Okay, but now we have an open border, but he doesn't mind. I didn't even get into the fentanyl. I didn't, I didn't even bother bringing it up. And then I went, do you realize that working people now, if you hold a credit card from Macy's or any of those big department stores, all right, you are now paying <laughs> as much as 29% VIG on the card. And, and believe me, don't do that. All right, get get a credit card, but know what your rate is if you can't pay it off. You don't want to be paying 30%. That's going to kill you. And a lot of people don't even know. They don't even read their statement. And then I said, home mortgage rates, just to buy a house, up 115% under Biden. 115%. And he goes, well, I already have a home. I said, yeah, you're lucky. A lot of people don't. A lot of people would like a home. They can't afford a home because mortgage rates have risen 115%. So now he's kind of reeling because I just hit boom, 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 boom. And there's no debate. There's no, no. I mean, if it were Juan Williams at Fox, then it would be because Juan would deny everything. He'd just deny it. But this guy is kind of honest, so he can't. And then uh, I said, what about, what about, the Middle East. Did that anything like this happen under Trump? No. I did Trump kill Soleimani. You read Killing the Killers, my book. You saw how the Trump administration took Soleimani right off the board. And Iran said, oh, we're going to get you for doing that. And Iran didn't do anything because they're afraid of Trump. I said, what about Putin? Did Putin invade anywhere when Trump was? No. How about China? Did, did she send battleships into the uh, Straits of Taiwan? Not under Trump. No. So now it's over. And there were other people listening to this conversation. It's over. Okay? So I had portrayed Donald, uh, not Donald Trump, I had portrayed Joe Biden the way he is. Just fact after fact after fact after fact after fact. Then I said to him, is there a possibility maybe you change your mind and, and vote for someone else besides Joe Biden? <laughs> no. Okay. About 35% of Americans are now in that category where they don't care. They don't care. And that's a memo. All right, Mr. Biden uh, is giving a speech this afternoon uh, saying that Bidenomics is great. Okay, um, it's not. I just gave you the stats, but Biden's going to say it is. But here is something that happened over the weekend on Saturday. 
Uh, Joe and Jill Biden took a romantic walk on the beach in Delaware. Maybe it wasn't romantic. I don't know. But it would get some fresh air. Now, the right went nuts. Oh, what are you doing? Taking a walk in the Middle East and Hamas. And I'm going, hold it. I'm glad he's taking the walk. All right. Number one, he has a right to take a walk. Number two, maybe it'll clear his head. But let's go. If you don't like Biden, fine. But don't be that way. It's a right to take a walk if he wants to take a walk. I mean, I, when I see this stuff, I, do, I just gave you a litany of five minutes of disastrous policies by Biden. Taking a walk on a beach isn't one of them. Okay, now we have, I told you in the summer, I'm going to use the soundbite tomorrow, where it was not going to be a good autumn for Joe Biden. No. So uh, the House Oversight Committee, that's James Comer, comes out and says that the president's brother, Jim Biden, throw his picture on up on the radio. I'll describe him. Little uh, lantern jaw. Looks a little like Joe, not a lot. He sent his brother, Jim Biden, sent Joe Biden $200,000 check in 2018. Okay. Right after Jim Biden got $600,000 from a company named Amacor, which was going broke. Now, Amacor wanted Jim Biden to find an investor to pull Amacor out of this bankruptcy thing cycle they were in. So paid him $600K and 200 of that wound up in Joe Biden's hand. Now, Joe Biden wasn't vice president at the time. He's a civilian. But I'm going, gee, uh, did Biden put that on his tax return? The 200K? I don't know. And I'm waiting for Comer to tell me. Because Comer should know. Then there's another report that uh, Biden paid $2.75 million in cash for his Rehoboth Beach house. You just saw him walking on a beach there. Okay? Now, this comes from the Daily Mail, which is low. <laughs> okay? I think it's true, but the $2.75 mil can be explained because Biden, uh, this was in 2017, he left the vice presidency on a big book contract. Okay? Now, he has barred against his home, by the way, Biden. Get money. So it can be explained. But the other one, the 200000 where Jim sent him the money, can't be explained if he didn't put it on his income tax. All right? Now, this is step by step by step by step. It's not going to stop. Okay? Now, both of those things that happened, they're both true were ignored by the following. The New York Times didn't mention all the news that fit the print, but didn't mention this. Washington Post, democracy dies in darkness, but they couldn't squeeze it in. CNN, NBC, ABC, no, couldn't quite get that story out. No. Shocking. Shocking. Just un- 
Okay. Anti-Israel pro-Hamas protests. Brooklyn, New York. All right. 19 protesters arrested. Disorderly conduct, resisting arrest. A lot of younger people. This happened Saturday. Roll the tape. You don't get how powerful being rich. Move, cops, get out of the way. Now, there was a lot of interaction between the police and the protesters. So there were some Arabs and people who have relatives in Gaza there, but most of these were activists, communists, you know, people who show up for George Floyd, everything. Tear the system down. But 5,000 is a big crew. Virtue signaling celebrities are, you know, not uncommon. So the artist for a ceasefire on Friday sent a message to President Biden, quote, we urge your administration, all world leaders to honor all the lives in the Holy Land, call for and facilitate a ceasefire without delay and end to the bombing of Gaza and the safe release of hostages, unquote. Okay, this letter was signed by Alyssa Milano. She's the big uh, due process denier, Andrew Garfield, Kate Blanchett, Channing Tatum, Dua Lipa, Joaquin Phoenix, John Cusack, John Stewart, Kristen Stewart, Michael Moore, and others. Okay? Well, let's look at this. So, uh, ceasefire in Gaza. What would that, uh, what would that mean? Did the United States have a ceasefire after 9-11? Did we say, oh, you know, we know there's going to be some collateral damage for us trying to destroy Al-Qaeda, but so we'll have a ceasefire. Well, not even going to deal with them, right? Do we do that? Mm, no. We destroyed Al-Qaeda and ISIS. Killing the Killers is a book if you want to know how that happened. So if you had a ceasefire today, that means no more military action by Israel in Gaza. That means that Hamas can operate openly and do it again, right? No weapons caches seized, no uh, Hamas terrorists arrested or killed, not to cease fire. And somehow the artist for ceasefire, safe release of the hostages. Well, what are we going to do over there? Uh, Alyssa Milano, are you going to go over and get them? They're going to give the hostages to you. It's Hamas is holding the 200 people, right? Safe release, who's, who's going to do that? So this is, again, virtue signaling with no frame of reference, no common sense. Now, I don't think these are bad people. Some of them are. <laughs> yeah, some of them are. Um, but they just do this. Because it makes them feel good about themselves. I mean, they obviously don't have any relatives in Israel where 1,500 innocent people were slaughtered. No, no, let's have a ceasefire. I'm not a warmonger, but you got to destroy Hamas. Physically destroy them, just like we did to ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Am I wrong? 
Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. All right, let's go to uh, domestic politics. I hate to. So tonight, pretty late, um, 6.30, nine Republicans behind closed doors are going to tell other Republicans um, why they should be Speaker of the House. Okay. Who are these people? Emmer of Minnesota, Hearn of Oklahoma, Scott of Georgia, Johnson of Louisiana, Bergman of Michigan, Donalds of Florida, Mauser of Pennsylvania, Sessions of Texas, and Palmer of Alabama. I know nothing about any of them. I don't follow any political party like that. But it is just an embarrassment for the Republican Party. And Democrats love this because Democrats have nothing to run on next year. Nothing. What have you done? What have you made better in this country? We have social disorder everywhere. We have financial hardship everywhere. We have record spending that sooner or later is going to collapse the economy. What are you running on if you're a Democrat? What? They have nothing. Except the Republicans can't even get a Speaker of the House. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the Internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. Now, joining us now from New York is a guy who spent 28 years in the House of Representatives, Peter King representing the South Shore of Long Island. Give me an overview on this, first of all, all right? A lot of people, they don't follow this. Why did Kevin McCarthy get the boot? Well, Bill, first of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, there's no logical reason at all. Kevin McCarthy was doing the very best he could. He has 221 Republicans, and you need 217 and 218 uh, votes to get anything through the House. And he has to deal with a wide range of uh, members of Congress, uh, people from Long Island, people from upstate New York, as well as people from Mississippi and Alabama. And his job is to uh, unite them as much as they can, as he can, to uh, get uh, legislation passed. And to do that, for instance, to keep the government open, he had to work out a spending bill with the Democrats, which would get enough Republicans, enough Democrats, and he did that. Uh, and so he was accused of collaborating with the uh, with the enemy, with the Democrats. That was the excuse they used, but it was really, he had the support of 96% of the Republicans. There was only eight Republicans went against him, led by Matt Gates. And to me, it was irresponsible. They had no substitute or alternative candidate. And uh, it's the first time in the history of the country that a Speaker of the House has been removed. And you would think there'd be some cause for it, not just disagreeing on whether or not they should have had a bipartisan solution, uh, bipartisan solution to keeping the government open. So right. this was a power play with no no concern for the consequences. Do you know Gates? I was with him, I guess, for the last four years. I was in Congress. Uh, I was there with Gates. Uh, I always considered him to be a flake, to be a strange guy on the outside. And now being away from it, it's hard for me to believe that Matt Gates was the one who uh, brought down a speaker of the House of Representatives for the first time in history. I mean, he's not a serious player, sort of a gadfly. He loves getting attention. 
And uh, I didn't know anyone who was really close to him down in Congress. He was one of those guys sitting, you know, sitting in the back of the room uh, telling jokes. That's that's my impression of uh, Matt. Well, Gaetz. he says, and the other seven that went along with him, is that conservative Republicans are demanding fiscal responsibility mm-hmm. and to make a deal with the other party, the Democrats, who obviously are not responsible fiscally, mm-hmm. is a sellout. That's Gates's position. Is there any validity to that? No, there isn't. I'll tell you why. Listen, if, if Kevin McCarthy had a Republican Senate and a Republican president, then they could make uh, much more progress than they did. The fact is that the uh, Democrats control the White House, uh, they control the Senate, and uh, Kevin McCarthy, to me, was making the best deals that he could. They were incremental, but he was making steady progress. And uh, if, if it was such a difference having Kevin there rather than having a Democratic speaker, because he, he was able to block a lot of Democratic legislation. And using that, he was able to make some some progress on you know different spending bills. He was able to get a, uh, a, a border security bill through the House. Uh, he got some inside crime legislation through the House. But the reality is that the Democrats control almost all the levers of uh, government, the Senate, the White yep. House, and they're within four, four but members Gates of says, controlling look, the House. Sh- Gates says, well, then we should blow everything up. If they have that power, we should just blow it up, shut it down. And that's his posture, correct? It is, and it's totally irresponsible. I mean, there's right. a real role, whether people like the Congress or not, it has a Why role to play, and now we see it with Israel. We have to be voting on aid, aid measures for Israel, among other things. All right, three Republicans on Long Island, where we are, voted against Jim Jordan. Why? Uh, the main reason would be that he has shown a real antipathy to New York. He voted against 9-11 health care legislation. He voted against aid to Sandy. And uh, also, uh, some of the tactics that were used indicated that he may be leaning too much toward the Matt Gates wing of the party. For instance, the uh, threatening phone calls started coming in once Jordan became the nominee. And uh, there was, it was a strong feeling that more could have been done to stop that. There was none of that uh, uh, with McCarthy, none of that with Scalise, but suddenly with Jordan, they were getting uh, politically threatening phone calls, which was one thing, but also physically threatening yeah. phone calls. And somebody turned that on. Support, Did the election uh, have anything to do with that, that uh, Jordan uh, voted to decertify the electoral count? Did that have anything to do with it? It certainly did uh, with some Republicans, and you know, including the ones on uh, Long Island, where uh, you know, it's more of a blue-collar conservative attitude rather than this uh, holy the now. And uh, even though uh, Trump actually did, uh, even in 2020, he carried Suffolk, almost carried Nassau, he carried both of them in 2016, but this uh, Long Island does not believe that the election was stolen. They think there were okay. probably irregularities. Well, why did the guy from Louisiana lose? Steve Scalise, he was considered uh, too too close to McCarthy, I believe. That's the way I, as I said, okay. he was considered part of the uh, so, so now, now it's nine guys wanted. Give me a quick yeah. prediction on what you think is going to happen. Quick. Okay, I think the best would be Tom Emmer, who's right now the whip. He's from Minnesota. He's a solid Republican, understands you got to bring people together. Uh, but Trump is against him, so that could be uh, enough to keep him out. Other than that, Bill, I have no idea where this is going. I talk to people in Congress all the time. No one sees an end to this, which is really tragic. It certainly is. Not good for the country. Peter King, thanks very much. We really appreciate your time today. 
All right, let's go to uh, Bernie Sanders. I was up in Vermont over the weekend, a little fall foliage, upstate New York. Then I uh, went east uh, into Vermont and Massachusetts. Beautiful. It was raining, and nobody was on the road. I had it all to myself. Gorgeous. Um, so in Vermont, a very small state, Bernie Sanders is the most powerful guy. And uh, he's got a little game going on. So he gets a lot of money for his campaign. And there's a way to give campaigns money without giving it to the candidate, him or herself. So Sanders has taken this money for six years and funneled it to his wife and his stepson. And uh, in September, he kicked over, uh, let's see what the number is, 75000 transferred from his campaign to his wife and stepson's nonprofit, the Sanders Institute. Now, this is not uh, the first time this year, okay? So he's been doing this. 200,000 went in earlier, so that's 275. So his stepson makes more than 150,000 bucks a year running this campaign, the Sanders Institute. This is the biggest. I'm not going to say scam because that's a legal term. Come on. So he's supporting his wife. He supports his wife. That comes back to him, right? The money goes to his wife, comes back to him, and his wife's son, his stepson, by this ruse. I will use the word ruse. Just short, you know, like to know. Smart life. So I get a lot of letters from people saying, where beside the no spin news and BillOReilly.com can I go? for a fair assessment of the news. And I take that seriously. So there's a website, Tangle, T-A-N-G-L-E, readtangle.com. Readtangle, one word. It's pretty good. All right, they run down the stories of the day and they give both sides of the story. And I've been looking at it with a very skeptical eye because most of these websites aren't good. I mean, they just, you know, advance their ideology, whatever. But Tangle is okay. Now, it's like BillOReilly.com. A lot of it's free. But if you want the higher services, you have to pay a little bit of money. You figure it out. I'm not endorsing that you pay them anything. I'm just saying it's worth checking out in our Smart Life segment. Retangle.com. Taylor Swift. Gotta love Taylor, right? Okay. So, so far, her concert movie has made about $165 million worldwide. It's a nice paycheck for Taylor, isn't it not? And uh, as a number one grossing movie, it outgrows Scorsese's movie that runs about four hours. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to see that. I love Scorsese, but I, uh, four hours. Anyway, I don't think Scorsese's movie is going to do all that well at the box office. It's a little too much. Martin, it's a little too much. Got to cut it down. Three, two, four, five, four. That's a lot. Uh, but anyway, what I wish Taylor Swift would do would just be more hidden at the NFL games. Because I really am tired of seeing this. It doesn't annoy me that much. And you may not know, but Taylor Swift's boyfriend plays tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. And at every game, there's Taylor dancing and screaming and doing what Taylor does, clapping, high-fiving. And we have to see that during the game. Oh, not once, eight times. 
<laughs> this day in history, October 23rd, 1915. 25,000 women marched up Fifth Avenue in New York City demanding the right to vote. Okay, there was a referendum in the state of New York whether to give women the right to vote here. And it did not pass, despite all the ladies marching for it. But two years later, it did. So, 108 years ago today, October 23rd, 1915, they got the ball rolling. The first state, I did not know this, to give women the right to vote was Wyoming, 1869, Utah, 1870, Colorado, 93, Idaho, 96, Washington, 1910, California, 1911, Oregon and Arizona, 1912, Montana, 1914. All the Western states were first up. To give the ladies the right to vote. Nationally, August 26, 1920, President Herb, uh, Woodrow Wilson signed universal suffrage into law. Boy, that took a long time, right? 1920, this day in history. Okay, so we have a really good final thought. You don't want to miss this. And uh, some, you know, lively mail coming your way next. Let's go to the mail segment here. My cause of Pittsburgh, can you please report on the American hostages being held by Hamas in Gaza? The mainstream media hardly mention them. Who are they? What do we know about the whereabouts? Well, how would I know that, Mike? Hamas is holding them. Do you think Hamas puts out a press release? We have an estimate by American and Israeli intelligence agencies, there are about 200 people being held, but we don't even know if that's true. Certainly don't know where they are, how they're being treated, what their ethnicity is. I mean, this is not something that's common knowledge. So you got to live in the real world here. Max Hill, Churchville, Virginia. Bill, I want to thank you for relieving some anxiety by using common sense when you stated that Iran can't do jack. It woke me up. No doubt common sense Israel can wipe out their ports and oil. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, as I mentioned, after Soleimani was killed by America, they threatened everything over there the most. But they knew if they did anything, that Trump would take out their oil fields from the air and their ports. And Israel can do the same thing. Israeli Air Force go in there and just devastate. So they're an overt military action. Dory Trumbo, a in South Dakota, I was astounded. O'Reilly, when you showed the results of the CNBC poll, in spite of Hollywood, the progressive movement, the corrupt media spewing out their agenda and bilge, the numbers across political lines overwhelming show that people see the dangerous turn our country is taking. Yeah, they do. But are they going to vote against their bias? You know, if you're biased toward progressives, are you going to dump them? That's the question. And then you have the Trump factor. Marianne Artinian, Farmington Hills, Michigan. Where is all the money coming from that President Biden's passing out like candy? Please answer that question. All right, Marianne, I will. Comes from the Treasury Department. That's who handles money flow in America. Okay? So Biden says, I'm going to give the Israelis this many billions, uh, Ukraine this many billions, welfare this many billions. And the check goes and the U.S. government covers it by borrowing money 
all over the world, U.S. savings bonds. So, and our taxes. Our taxes go in and they use all this. But the Treasury handles the outflow. And if there's not enough money, they print more. Got it? Marianne. Steve Battles, Littleton, Colorado, even though you are a registered Democrat, O'Reilly, just as I am, do you ever make a donation to the Republican Party? Never. I don't donate to politicians. I'm a journalist. Okay? That's not what we do. Georgia Bender, Santa Monica, California. I have a question. I have a neighbor who I see all the time. She knows my routines. She's from Iran. Father got out when the Shah was deposed. She recently told me that all Jews are pigs and need to be wiped out. What should I do? I would never speak to her again, Georgia. Why would you want to engage a person like that? I would. She's in your neighborhood. You wave. Other way. There's no rational discourse with a hater. You can't. Why frustrate yourself? Why give them the power to spew hate to you. You don't want to hear that, right? So it's over. I wouldn't confront this wave. Go the other way forever. Concierge member Ron. Concierge member, I'm going to do a smart life on this tomorrow. Uh, There are two dominant things coming into my office. If you are a concierge member on BillOReilly.com, you have a private email line to me. It's like an insurance policy. You got a problem, we'll try to help you with the problem. Got a question, we'll answer the question. Got travel advice or anything like that, kids, we'll try. There are two dominant things that are flowing in here, and I'm going to deal with that tomorrow in Smart Life. Anyway, Ron says, I have degrees from three different universities, I don't give a nickel to any of them. I give donations to Hillsdale and College of the Ozarks. I gave a talk at the College of the Ozarks. I, excellent school. And Hillsdale, I know people went there, really had a good experience. I wrote a message of the day today, all right, in there. And my Sunday column is on these corrupt universities. So I hope you read both because this situation is out of control officially. Barbara Fishline, Palm Desert, California. I found you by accident, O'Reilly, and I've been in news heaven for a few months. That's nice. I cannot put down Killing the Witches, so I ordered my fourth Killing book. That means six written by you. My late husband and I were huge Factor fans. You're still giving the same no-spin coverage. That's right. I am. I think it's better because we don't have as many commercials, and um, it's structured so we have... One guest, not six, because sometimes the guests, you know, at the end of the day, deep dive, you know, and I, what can I do? But here we're surgical and we try to get to the most important things that affect your life. David Huddle, Yukon, Oklahoma. Killing the Witches was insightful, but thought the witch trials were terrible. The chapter about the exorcism of Ronald Hunkler. 13-year-old boy, was, as you promised, scary. That scared me. Our research into the real exorcist that the book and the movie was based on, it was a boy, not a girl. They changed it in the movie to make it more sympathetic. I mean, your head will snap back. 
when you, and it, it happened to this kid in Maryland. So that's the end of Killing Witches, the latter part of the book. And thank you for reading it, David. Donna Hayes, Mason, Ohio, just finished reading Killing the Witches. I'd like to thank you for pointing out the world's current cancel culture. Concepts that stood out to me and will help me verbalize what I'm thinking. Accusations being guilt, no forgiveness, unproven allegations, dishonest media, due process ignored in the court of public opinion. All of those are part of the uh, cancel culture. They are. That's why I wrote the book. Ted Rifkin, Peoria, Arizona, years ago on the No Spin News, you read a clip from my son when we lived in Durango. Um, if we want the truth, we read what you write on BillOReilly.com. In my opinion, no other current writers compare to your quality. Well, thank you. We have columns. We have uh, messages every day. And um, we'll keep you current. We'd also like you to go to our BillOReilly.com uh, store. Um, to save you a lot of money because you're going to need it with the holiday season coming up. <clears throat> we, this is the last week for Fall Madness Bundle. Last week, we got Legends, Killers, and any mug of your choice for $42.95. I mean, that's a fabulous deal. And that's three gifts, so you keep them for yourself or you do whatever you want to do. Word of the day, do not be a poltroon, P-O-L-T-R-O-O-N, one of my favorite words. I use that word a lot. I told the urchins, do not be poltroons in this house. All right, final thought. You're going to thank me for the final thought. Coming your way next. Okay, here is the final thought of the day. On Friday night, this coming Friday, October 27th, I'll be doing a rare live performance. I don't have time to do a lot of them, but I wanted to do this one. It's called A New York State of Mind. It's with WABC's Morning Mad, Sid Rosenberg, number one in the city for Sid. Good guy. We'll be together on the stage. I will open and then supervise. Sid can get a little out of control. Anyway, all right, it's at the Paramount Theater, Huntington, Long Island. Friday night, 8 p.m. Here's how the show will open. Go. Please welcome back to our program, Mr. William O'Reilly. William! Caution. You are about to enter the no-spin zone. Factor begins right now. But your, your no. commanders and the Secretary of Defense know it's a terror attack. No, no, just no, as an American, no. I'm just and, confused. And I'm, Any people have come out and said, I'm right. You know I that. I know, but you got to have data to back that just up. I mean, you and Oprah, you're running around. That's the biggest. I'm, I'm a flea. Just a, tiny little, just a tiny little dude out there. I was a little thug, and now I'm getting paid millions of dollars for being a big thug. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here's Bill O'Reilly. You're too smart to believe what you say. Oh, hold on. How is it that two personalities such as yourselves, who are almost polar opposites politically, share a willingness to come together when Congress can't? And what would you like for Christmas, <laughs> little boy? Get it. 
Philly. I'm in town. I yeah. came in to see Cats. They closed it on me. Yeah, about five years ago. But yeah, the Cats got uh, put in a kennel about five years ago. Uh, forget it. I'm resilient. I'm going to go see Miss Saigon. And then when I went over to Duffy Square to get the tickets today, I had a picture taken with a topless Eleanor Roosevelt lookalike. So, uh, <laughs> uh, get Miller out of here. All right. Come on, you coward. Say the what truth. You coward. You're All a right, coward. You blame yeah, everybody talk. else. You're yeah, a coward. Well, you don't know who he is. You I'll don't know where with the he's from. What if Let's he just go no, with the but, record. But it's easy to play to the choir. And that's what they're all doing now. That's easy. It's yeah. hard to debate. I, I am no liberal. Do you understand? Oh, I know. Paul. I am no, no, anti-party. I, I am anti-label. Hey, you find me a lot of gun-owning uh, liberals? With your personality, you need a gun. <laughs> and then I'll walk out and I will tell you about my upbringing in Levittown, New York, and how it was, all right, this is a New York state of mind, back then, late 50s, 60s, 70s, and then when it changed, when everything changed, and the result of those changes, which have not been really great, not only for New York, but for the country. So we're going to get through, we're going to do it in a funny way, all right? And a lot of stories, stuff that I haven't said before, you'll learn about my uh, grandparents, my parents, my sister, who's going to be cringing, uh, and me. And Sid Rosenberg, the same thing. He's a Brooklyn boy, all right? And uh, he came up. He's a little younger than I am, although I look much younger than he does. Um, and he had, and we're going to blend it into solutions about what has to happen to bring us back to some sense of traditional strength. You can't keep going this way. Every, you know that. You know it. You're watching me and listening to me right now. You know it. We cannot continue down the Joe Biden pathway. We can't. Because it's just going to blow up. And you see the world now, the turmoil in the world. So we're, this, this is an important, funny show. But I wanted to give you a little taste of it uh, about what we're going to do and uh, how much fun we're going to have. Again, this is Friday night, October 27th, Paramount Theater. You go there, Ticketmaster, BillOReilly.com. Few seats available. They're good ones, though, because they broke out some seats they usually don't put up for sale. So they're like right near us. And I said, you got, you know, but they, you know, it's a great theater. I love the guys that run it, the Doyle Brothers. Um, and um, everybody's going to have a blast. That's for sure. Going to be a lot of special guests, too. So thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News tonight. We'll see you again tomorrow.